0: Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, once again, this is Tell us back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this is recorded on January 14th, 2016. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for joining for this uh for this edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And uh, I've got a few things, a few things I want to talk about. You know, this is the podcast that I uh I I pretty much get stuff out of my head. Is you know you if you want to think of it as a um, it's my my verbal journal that's the way I'm gonna put it. So there's no there's no set topic structure, <laughs> no set format. You know, I just if there's something I want to talk about, I just talk about it. So a few things I want to talk about in this episode. Uh, the first one is. You know how every year, um, certain magazines or publications, you know, they publish out they publish these lists of who died, what famous people died the previous year. Every every year they put out these famous people who either died too young or died in, you know, uh, the previous year. And not gonna lie, I, I I go through them and partly because i want to you know i i'm i'm looking to see who's dead that i didn't know was dead or who just died <laughs> that i thought was dead years ago but something with with this list um there was a few i mean you always have the the people that overdose you always have the young rock stars that that die too young but for some reason i guess cuz i'm getting older you know, I'm, I'm I'll be 42 this year. I guess, and and, and uh, I'm not like where I want to be creatively. So I guess that's the difference why I, I kind of I sort of looked at this one a little deeper, and it brought to my attention, or it, or it brought to like the forefront of my mind how no no matter how we start out in life, no matter how we start you know no matter what uh cards life has dealt us ultimately we are going to end up in the same place really so so death is the ultimate equalizer so so no matter what you 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 think someone has an edge on you like they grew up in with a silver spoon in their mouth you grew up on the wrong side of truth, no matter what no matter what excuses you make for yourself and no matter what sort of um, how you look at the world as a whole and the haves and the have-nots, the the one-percenters and the 99%. We are all going to end up in the same place. And we're all going to end up on a list like this, a a death list. (laughs) You know, we're all going to end up there. So, but what we do between... The here and, and and now is is up to us. So I'm going to go through this list and um, and just so, you know put it in perspective. It's, it's especially when we're talking about age. Um, and some of these names you may know. Some of these names I had to look up. Uh, and even if you don't know the name, you probably know them from, you know, like whatever whatever they are famous for. Um. You know what I'm just gonna skip I'm gonna go through the 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 young ones the ones that are are in my age range that's that's what I'm gonna do cause the list is long like the people who are in their eighties and nineties man they you know they lived a long life, but some like this guy this Caleb Logan never heard of him I had to look him up uh died at age thirteen and and I guess he was famous from some YouTube channel I had to go look up, but it's a YouTube I guess his family has this really, really successful YouTube channel. Dude died at uh, 13 by un- undetected uh, medical conditions. So, I mean, just think about that. Um, 13 years old, you know? I mean, I, I, I have daughters this age. Um, this guy, Tyler Slash, Tyler Sash, 27-year-old, Super Bowl champ. Played for the New York Giants. And they, they still don't know, you know, how, how he died. You know, and we, we may look at this like, oh, man, this guy is, uh you know, he was a Super Bowl champ, has his whole life ahead of him. And you, and you may think the same thing. You may think, oh, that, that thing I've been putting off, I can start it tomorrow. I can start it next week you know, who's to say, who, who's to say that? You're not, nobody can say that. Nobody can say, we just take that. We just take tomorrow for granted. Like it's guaranteed. And, and, and I'm guilty of it too. And I guess that's why I'm talking about this now, because it's like you, you, you're not guaranteed the next 30 minutes, but I mean, and it's no secret, people. If you look at the news, the media—that's all they talk about—is death and, and negativity. But we still have this thing in our mind, like there's always tomorrow. We, like, we can always, you know, start this thing we want to do. Like, we just have this this time to be wasting. Here's an, here's another one. Um, oh, here's one. I, I I one guy I thought was had been dead. Omar Sharif. I I don't know why, but I thought Omar Sharif died a long time ago, but he just died last year at age 83. Omar Sharif, uh, the guy from Lawrence of Arabia. So, um, there was a few other young ones. The Amanda Peterson, she died at 43. You know, I mean, it was uh, self-inflicted, but still. Uh, and here's a curious one. Uh, Victoria Segal. Now, there's a, there was a doctor, a documentary on uh netflix the queen of Versalis, and it was about this these millionaires and they was building this gigantic house and i remember watching this uh this documentary and and i mean i, I can't even put it into words but you have to watch it like this this mega mansion that they were building and um you know and it was like so so it was like that whole materialistic aspect of just i can do this i i, I this material thing and then now they're dealing with this their their daughter victoria Siegel, she died at at age 18 18 years old you know what i mean so it's like now now what kind of perspective is does that put that that matching in, and I'm not, I, you know, I don't even know if this coming cr- coming across correctly because you know how like you can have something in your head, but then when you try to verbalize it, it just sound way different. <laughs> but I, I'm just putting in perspective how like you may you may be putting something on a pedestal that you that is no is no reason to put it on a pedestal because ultimately. We, we we are going to end up in the same place. So, what's the point of f- being fixated on somebody on what somebody else is, is is doing? I guess that's what I'm what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get across. And and I know I do that. Like I, you know, I, if if I get caught up in something like reading an article, oh, well, I actually like this like this um this this the 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 this mansion, this the Queen of Versailles, this documentary. I remember watching it. And just thinking like, I mean, it's easy to say I would never want that, but if I could build something like that, would I? You know? But then when something tragic happens, of course you're gonna say, if if you could give anything to bring back someone's life that that died, you know, someone in your family whose life died would you. Of course you would. Now, who's to say one thing has to do with the other? It doesn't. But I'm just, I'm just saying how, like, you know, we we uh, we put these other these materialistic things on a pedestal, and it hinders our ability to get on with doing what we're supposed to do as a creative. It, it, it sort of gets in our mind because I, I can tell you for for a fact, I've looked at photographers' work. And, and and I just think to myself, what, what, what am I even doing? Will I ever even get to that level? Like what, you know, it's like, but, but it has nothing to do with that because no matter what that person can't create what you can create no matter what, no matter what, no matter how good they are at doing them, they can't outdo you at being you at doing you. You know what I mean? And, 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 and we just spend so much time day after day year after year worrying about what somebody else is doing instead of just focusing on um what we're supposed to do. Here's another guy uh this guy's 37 years old and this is I mean this is really ironic. There's there's these two friends of Lamar Odom that died within like weeks of each other. Uh this Bobby Hayward and then another guy was Jamie Sangadaw. I think that's how to pronounce his name. Uh, Jamie Saintedal was 37, and his Bobby Hayward was 30. One died on uh, June 14, and one died on June 20th. And they were both like friends of uh, Lamar Odom. And there's a picture you can see both of them in the picture with Lamar Odom. That's crazy. I mean that you know, I mean you, when you when you think about, especially you know now that I'm I'm I'm. I'm getting up in age when I, when I see people who die younger than me, I'm just like, man, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, uh, it's tragic. And it's just, you know, you have to, you have to wonder, you know, what, what was going on that they couldn't, couldn't get straight. You know, you see a lot of these people who on the outside, like, especially like when you don't have the fame and the, the money that these people have, Cause you, you always want to think, oh, if I had that money, everything would be set. Well, obviously, it is it, not. That's not the case. Cause you see a lot of these people with money, you know, that that die young because of, you know, being self-destructive or whatever. Like Bobby Christina Brown, uh, this guy Sawyer Sweeten, this guy, this guy, this is one of the twins from Everybody Loves Raymond. He, 19 years old. You know, and the, the, I mean, the list goes on and on with with, with these tragic um, celebrity death. You know, some that were self inflicted, some that weren't. Stuart Scott, you know, this guy, you know, forty nine, but you know, cancer. It's like, it, it it. You know, who who wouldn't want Stuart Scott job? But would you trade? Um, you know what I mean? Would would you like you? It's always it's always easier to sit back and say, "Man, I wish I had that guy's life." Instead of just doing your own thing and worrying about what you do before your time is up. So I I I, I guess that's just what I'm getting at. Like, it's it's easier to sit back and 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 fascinate on what other people have instead of just working on yourself. Instead of just um you know putting things in perspective and knowing that hey your time is coming man just just do your thing do your thing and just count and just count each minute each second of that you have that you're breathing as as a as an extra don't don't count it as a given count it as an extra every day you wake up count it as an extra and make it count don't waste it you know they always say like uh You know age is just a number especially when you when you see older people that have done something that have done something that's not normally uh you know people coming out of retirement like or people retiring from these from these careers but then going in to do something else and then you say that you know you hear age is is just a number well yeah age is just a number but death doesn't give a death doesn't don't care about age you know, I just I just proved that that Sawyer Sweeten guy was 19 years old. Was that his name? Yeah, the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. 19 years old, and the other guy the, from the YouTube family, the, the Caleb kid, 13 years old. So, you know, is 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 you can sit back and, and 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 ponder on what would you do if you had these people's lives? But why do that? You got your own life. The only thing you can do is make yours count. And so, you know, because when you go, at least something can be left behind, left behind if you did what you were supposed to do instead of fascinating on somebody else's life. So, you know, I was just going through that list and and, and you know how it's like a rabbit hole because the list really never ends. It just start out with the most famous people then. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're like 30, 40 people in and now it's like a research project because you're trying to find out who these people are. So I was like, you know what, let me uh let me uh let me stop this. But that's what prompted me to to talk about it because, you know, I see that every year. I see those lists every year. And, and in this, you know, it's never like um sometimes it's it's like, you know, this guy lived a happy life. He lived a long life. But then sometimes it's depressing. You know, you you, you see these people who like like the guy from uh, Stone Temple Palace. He was actually on on tour, you know he was just getting ready to do something new, do something different. And they found him on a on the on the tour bus dead you know so well i mean one i guess i guess what I'm getting at is one thing you have to do is is you have to be confident in what you're doing. you have to be confident in like. Confident in that the thing that you're doing, the thing that you're trying to create, is yours. You know you can't think about someone that's better than you because it's all in your mind. I was I was listening to a um, podcast the other day, and it was it was a, a guy interviewing this photographer that I never never heard of, right? But f- listening to the interview, you would think that. Just, just from, just from the way the photographer was talking, you can tell he wasn't, he just didn't sound confident. He didn't sound sure, you know, sure of himself. So I, you know, he has a new book coming out and I guess he sent the book to the, to the interviewer and he kept asking him, did you know, did, how did you like it? Did you see it? Did you like it? And he, you know, he asked that a a few times, did he like it? And I can tell, I was like, why do you keep asking like you know, what what is the book, you know, bullshit or why, you know, to me, I was just wondering why he, I, I guess I'm, if I, if I send somebody a book, my, I would, I would ask them, hey, did you get the book? Fine. Okay. That's it. I, I really never, um, even, even if you want to know, even if I want to know what they thought of it, what they think of it, I, I don't, I don't, I don't usually ask that question because in my mind, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, putting, I'm gonna give you the perfect example. Like, if my wife cooks something, and I like she cooks something, and I eat it, and 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 I go s for seconds and thirds. To me, the way I'm looking at it, my wife should know that I like it. If I went for seconds and thirds, is that even a question of whether I like it or not? But she will still ask me if I liked it, <laughs> even though I'm sitting. Like my stump mom about to pop because i I over ate like the first you know the first serving was enough, but it was so good I went back for second and third, but she still would ask me like like not even asking just as she would ask me and not even be sure I can see it in her face, I can listen. I can hear it in her voice that she's really not sure if I liked it right but but some people you know it's like some people get have to hear it, but this guy kept asking the interviewer, "Did he like the book? You know, like it's like, did, he, did you did you like it, right?" And, and I'm thinking, you know, well, I got to go see this guy's work. And so I, I I looked him up and I go see this guy's work. And again, you know how like I just said, like sometimes you look at a photographer work and you be like, you know what, like I can't, am I will I ever get to that level? Like this guy's it, this shit, it blew me away. You know, it it blew me away, and I'm like, does he need to ask? If, if his work is good, like how, if, uh, why is he asking if his work is good? Like, so that, that made me think that no matter what, you're never going to be satisfied with your own work. So don't even, don't even look at somebody else's work and, and, and idolize it to a way that it hinders your creativity. Because the the one thing that's for certain is no matter what he creates in his own style, no matter what he creates, he can never create what you can create. He can never he can never outdo you at being you. You know. So, and and I and I'm when when I say when I say this, I'm real. I'm talking about, about myself because a lot like I said, I I see somebody's work like this guy's work. I see this guy's work, and I'm just looking at it like, why why in the who why does he care what somebody else think his work? His it I mean, it it was is it's like it had a style and I I tell you his name. His name is uh Bruce Smith. And you can just you know, you can just do a search. Let me make sure there's his name. Like I say, I never even heard of the guy until I, I listened to the interview. His name is uh Yeah, Bruce let me see, let me make sure yeah, Bruce Smith. So just do a search for Bruce Smith photographer and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm like I'm like this. This guy, you know, like why? Why is he even asking? And um, so so that 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 made, that put it in perspective. Like, who am I to think that I like? You know what I mean? Like, um, like the other day, you know, I, I've been I've been working with film, and um, I was doing this project. Actually, it's an ongoing project. Basically, I'm shooting with I'm shooting with a four by five but i'm shooting with paper negative i'm shooting with a 120 i'm shooting with two polaroids that i converted uh one to four by five one to 120 and then i also have a, a zeiss icon that that is is a 120 but this is a six by nine uh negative and and it's a it's scale focusing you know i i have two digital cameras i have a you know k3 body that i shoot with and um but shooting, going back to like even when I was shot film, I never shot like these these sort of cameras. I always had like a um, you know a viewfinder or a rangefinder. But these cameras, um, the the one twenties are scale focus, so it's it, I mean it's it's seriously old school. You have to measure the distance to get in focus. So I went down there shot a, shot a couple rows, <laughs> and came up. Scanned them in, and I was just like, I was just pissed. Now, mind you, this is my this is only my like second, and third time shooting with this camera. So, after seeing this guy's work, you know, and realized this guy's been doing this for twenty five years, I'm like, well, who the fuck am I to think I can go down for two hours and shoot shoot a couple rolls of film and think I'm gonna come up and have this award winning work? I had to just laugh at myself, like, but that's how we do, man. And I think take it the the day and age that we're in technology has a lot to do with thinking like that like shit is so instant like i can i can shoot with my my digital camera my dslr and i can see the image there and go back and tweak it and get you know get exactly what i'm looking for but <laughs> it, it's just hilarious how how we we want things to be instant now you know what i mean like and it's not. It's it's gonna take time. You just gotta keep working at it. You gotta you gotta not focus on what somebody else is doing. Focus on getting your game tight at whatever you're doing and just know that the more you do it, it's gonna get better. And there's no there's no you can't be waiting. Again, you don't know what's gonna happen the next second, the next minute, the next thirty minutes, the next day. So it, there's no point of of um Sitting and and having a pity party about some shit that didn't work out right, just get back to it, get back to it, and keep working at it. Because, I mean, you like, like I said it before, like I I don't, I don't think I ever get to a point where I'd be like, yeah, that's the shit right there, you know. If anything, I I you know I get to the point where like, ah, right, it's decent. I can I can put this out there, and and then I think that's that's just me though. You know what I mean? But one thing that i do know is that you know somebody can be standing right next to me with the same camera shooting the same same exact scene that i'm shooting and i know that they're not going to get the same shot i got matter of fact I, I i think i told this story already we were on vacation and we actually used my one of my wife's picture with her fucking digital with her phone on our Christmas card, on our New Year's card, and here I am with a, you know, a, a DSLR. We, you know, we were pretty much on the same scene. She was, she was a little closer to the water than I was, but her, her image blew mine, blew mine away. Now, is it to say that my image wasn't a good image? My image was a, a more, it was like an artsy fartsy image, but her image was like. An image you can put on a postcard and everybody will get it. So that's the one we use. And I'm, I'm, you know, like, like I said, I, yeah, that's that's nothing for me to say, you know. Um, but but that, you know, I, and I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, holy shit. I was like, what? I even asked her, like, did you do anything to this picture? She, she was like, no. She like, she like, you know, I barely know how to use my phone, so she just picked it up. Instead, I mean, that kills me now, even thinking about that and. She's just like, oh well, so like, well, can you can we use this one? No big deal. And I'm looking at it like, holy shit, does she realize like this is like a once in a lifetime shot to to get it like that perfect with a you know anyway. So my point is, you know, two two. I got a few a few points that death is the great equalizer. You so no matter what, we're all gonna end up there, and. Every, everybody, no matter how famous you think somebody is, no matter how successful, no matter how much you idolize somebody else's work, just, just know that nobody can do you the way you can do. The one thing that you are the absolute best at on the planet is being you, is doing you, is creating things from your own mind, your own perspective. That's that's fact. Nobody, nobody can do... You the way you do you. That's a fact. So be be confident in that. And I you know I tell I I have to tell my I have to remind my kids of this, you know all the time. And just, you know especially dealing with girls, man. I have to I have to just remind them nobody like my my uh, youngest daughter. She's playing basketball and she always get bummed when she uh she misses a shot. I'm like this is your first year playing. What the, f-? you know like what are you what what are you, what are you think going to happen? But just you know. You know, at least she she's young. Here I am, forty-one, and I was thinking the same thing, thinking I can go down and shoot a couple of rolls of film and they're gonna come out perfect. But what I told her was like once that ball leaves your hand, that's it. You've done what you what you needed to do. You you practice and, and get good at shooting. But when you're in a game, once that ball leaves your hand, that's it. You can't th- you can't think about it. That particular shot anymore. The only thing you can do is think about getting better. That's it. So um, so I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> Cause that was just on my mind, man. And sometimes like I think about stuff even like it'll it'll keep me from sleeping unless I get it out. So that's one of the reasons why I, I created this podcast. And 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 the other thing is. Uh, talking about getting stuff out like I, I'm always recording like even when I'm driving I I have a, um, a little lavalier microphone that I plug into my oh I got an old uh, Motorola Droid 3 that I use as a, like a, a recorder you know I, I, I use it as a recorder and that's what I use to, uh, to get stuff out of my head while I'm driving like you know I'm just always because you can't write when you're driving so that's what I use to get out of my head. And sometimes I use those things that I record on, you know, I use it here on the podcast. So, all right, that's that. And uh, what else I had to, what else I had to talk about? Oh, it was this word I, I, I came across. And it was from, um, it was from this, the documentary I told you guys to, to look at, the little short film on Vincent Van Gogh. And you probably, if you, if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. And the word is, Autotelic. I was like, what the hell is autotelic? So autotelic means um, and I'm I'm not sure if it, if it's a real word or if it's something this uh it the, the it was in this book um by Arthur uh Miha Chiks how do you spell it, how pronounce that? pronounced that Mihai Chicksimi. I think that's how to pronounce it. I, I may butcher that, that I've heard the name before, but it's just hard for me to pronounce. Um, me Mihai. That's the way, I think that's the way it's pronounced, but it doesn't look like that. <laughs> so, but, uh, if, if you watch that short film I, I mentioned, I think on my last podcast, you, you know what I'm talking about. So I, I don't tell it in, in the nutshell, it means like being driven for the purposes of purposes of being driven and it kind of relates to what I'm talking about now like meaning your drive is not propelled by any external forces like you don't do what you do because of the money you may gain for, from it the fame you may gain from it the 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 comfort level the the um you know just just any sort of gains monetarily or uh, you know status gains that you may gain from doing it. You do it because you want to do it, and and I was like, I've never heard that word, but it so resonates because I've been, I've been in my 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 past career. I was I was in I'm a veteran. I was in the Air Force, and then when I got out, I worked for a Matter of fact, I went straight from from uh, active duty to working for contractors, defense contractors that I was working for, you know, working alongside of when I was active duty and, and I made money, you know, I, so it, it, I did it at that time. I did it for the money because it was a, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a good career field. Uh, and that was, I didn't have any degree in that career field. I just had my military experience. So it, I mean, it, it's a job that anybody would be happy to have as far as income wise, income benefits, all the whatever. So, and I could have done it just and been motivated by the bonuses, by the, the uh, job stability. I, you know, I could have done it, but I just like every other job I've had, I I've had some good jobs. So, so me, me, you know, being like a full time creative has nothing to do with, me not being able to find good jobs. I had good jobs. I have training. I have experience in a career field that would that would pretty much guarantee me a, a, a job. You, 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 I mean, if that makes sense. So at, in, in those times when I was younger, when I thought, you know, even though I, I had this, I always had this creative thing in me. Um. I was motivated by the money because every time I would want to leave, I would get like another bonus. Even, even when I was going out of active duty, uh, there's a, there's an exit like interview you have. And you know, if if you, if you're a good soldier, they try to keep you. If you're not, if not, they say, okay, well thanks for serving and see you bye. But I had a, I had a, um, commander that really wanted me to stay in for some of the things I've done. And I'm not bragging. It's just, shit, is just facts. And in um and at the time the career field I was in, uh, space command, the reenlistment bonus was forty thousand dollars. That was the reenlistment bonus, forty grand. You got like twenty up front, and then twenty over the the term of your next enlistment if you decide to stay in. It, you know, there's no chump change for a guy who was you know I was in my. Let's see, when I got out and oh yeah, I was in my early twenties. That was no chump change, but. I had got a, I had had enough of not having control of my own destiny, and uh, and decided, oh, you know what? I, I even even in, and still even with that forty grand bonus, what I was going to make as a contract still outweighed it monetarily. So, you know, so I I you know I was like, no, I, I want to be a contract. So I got it as the contractor. Money increased substantially, but my happiness didn't at all. And I was like you know i i it was it was a a quandary with me man i i i like thought something was wrong with me I'm like you know especially growing up in Mississippi, I thought something was wrong with me like why am I not happy like I'm making more money than anybody in my family ever made period with all the with benefits and all of this no i'm single you know no no kids and I'm like I should be, why, why am I not happy? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it was like, I, I thought, and I was like, okay, maybe I'm not making enough money. So you get a bonus. You take another, another contracting job that offered you more money. Nothing. The only thing that changed is you making more money Happiness level still, still the same. And not only that, some of the people who got out, who, who like my peers, who were in the military came in we came in at the same time we all got at the same time they were going through the same thing you know what i mean they were they were going through the same thing now, i i remember there was this one girl one lady who uh we came in at the same time and she took up photography around the same time i i i like uh like i I've, I've always been interested in photography it was just that i didn't i never thought it was something that you can do professionally, you know, I never, you know, you know, the whole, the whole thing. That's, that's a, no, that's not new to anybody. Most artists like went into art because they loved it. They never thought it was something they can make a career out of. So, and, but she was going through the same thing. She was like, you know, we would talk and it was like, why, you know, it was like, you should be happy, man. You should be, you know, you should like, but we we knew it was something else. And then when my uh, first daughter was born, that's when I knew, like, oh, okay, I see. It's that's it's because I, I'm thinking outside of the lie of what happiness is. And so when I saw this this word autotelic, I was like, yeah, that describes exactly what I went through. Like thinking, you know, it's it's like thinking when when I make a certain amount of money, I'm gonna be happy. But that only can motivate you so much until you hit a wall and you realize there's there's not gonna be any level of money that can make you happy. Now, you may be content. There are people that hate that hate their job. And, and but they make money, they make benefits, and they're content and they, they just settle down and and they're just stuck pretty much. And, you know, um because I've talked to these people because they don't they don't think there's anything else they can do, and so when I saw this auto tell this word auto tell, I was like, Man, that resonated so much because okay, now there's a word behind what it's called instead of this, um, this like mysterious thing to where you, you think something's wrong with you because like money doesn't really motivate you the way it motivates other people. And fame doesn't motivate you, and you want to do this thing, and it seems like, am I like born to like want to struggle? Like, am, like what, what the hell is going on? And you realize it's not that; it's just that simply, you're not motivated by those things. You're motivated by something on a whole new level that hasn't even really caught up with society yet. You know what I mean? Because society is still, the schools still teach kids. The same old, same old thing. When you, when, when, when I was growing up, I remember I had a, a parent-teacher conference, and uh, <laughs> one of the teachers said my daughter was getting in trouble because she would draw all over, all over her homework and all over her papers. And my, and this my daughter who's she does she does now she draws now, and and this was, you know, five six years ago, and I'm sitting there talking to her and I'm like, well, how are her grades? I knew how her grades was, but I was trying to be I was just being facetious, asking like a rhetorical question, like, "Well, how are her grades? Oh, well, she has all A's." I'm like, "Okay, so that's your problem that she draws over her paper. It, it, her grade, her grades are good, you know. But it's that it's that control thing. Like, why is she doing all this drawing? Well, she got good grades. Okay, so maybe I tell her not to draw dragons in the in the margins of the paper that she has to turn in, but." just say that don't say something don't say something wrong with it cause she's drawing all the damn time you know what I mean like okay i just tell her okay the work the homework you gotta you have to turn in and stuff like that don't don't um draw on it and okay and I, now I know what really was like getting under my skin it was like when she would finish an assignment early you know like or finish a test early in class she would draw and that's what the teacher had a problem with I'm like well, what do? What should she be doing? Well, they should have their heads down, or someone they finish early. Okay, so you rather her have her head down in class while she wait for other other kids to finish? You rather her do that than draw? Than to fucking draw? Are you? That's. But that's what we're dealing with, man. That's that's what like, and and I know it's not the teacher's fault. It's just some some shit that's in her mind. You know, she's not, she's not, on, she's not, per, she wasn't purposely like trying to be, you know, whatever, <laughs> but th- that's just the way her mind thought. And how, and I, you know, in, in me, like, I'm not argumentative, but I'm not the, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what the word, I'm not the uh, most poetic with my words. I'm the, I mean, you can probably tell that from this podcast, but I'm not the most eloquent. You know, when I say things, they usually come out harsh, even though I can have no like mean spirit behind it. It's just I'm just real direct, and so I can see it going that way. And I can see her, you know, her like backing back in her chair. I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? I, yeah, I get your point. I just kind of subsided because it wasn't it wasn't a, a battle. It wasn't something I, I wanted to get into. Really, so I was just like, all right. And I just told my daughter, like, look. You know, I I pretty much told her, gave her the whole speech of, you know, this is what you're going to have to deal with as a creative. This, you know, so, but, and, and, but yeah, again, that's, that's like what society, that's what creatives deal with and go through with society, you know, and, and and sometimes that's in, in you too, because it's been ingrained in you so long that you think, "I, I mean, I really, like up I mean, up until now, up until just recently, I really thought something was wrong with me. Like I used to I used to think something was wrong with me that I just couldn't fucking go work a job that's paying me good money, benefits and shit, and just shut my mouth, do what I'm told. I used to think something was wrong with me that I couldn't do couldn't do that. I mean, really, I I, I struggle with that, but then one day I was just like, you know what, fuck it. It's not for me. Um, you know, <laughs> I just decided, and that's the way I I left my last job. I just went to my mind, you know what? I'm done. And she was like, <laughs> I still think of it now, but she was just like, "What do you mean you done?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, I'm fucking done." And 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 that was that was it. I was just like, "I'm done. I, I like I gotta, I gotta I gotta make something else work because, I, I you know either I'm gonna fucking jump off a bridge, or I gotta find something that's gonna make me happy." So I think that's it for this. <laughs> I think that's it for this edition of uh Straight Talk Uncut. Um Thanks for listening, man. Uh go to straighttalkuncut.com to to you know view any links or any um thing I talked about in this podcast. Uh I'm I'm working on I'm reformatting com. That's that's the site I'm gonna try to have as a main hub for all the sh- I, I do for all the things I do and just you know keep it there so that's it dot com. hey thanks for listening i promise you it's going to get better <laughs> yeah, this these are these are the the early the early days you know hopefully one day i'm going to look back and be like look look at what i where i came from like you know as far as being able to produce these podcasts like better so that's it straight talk on cup thanks for listening talk to you guys later